You're listening to Primitive Anomalies. I am your host, Mr. Williams. And as always, to my right, the lovely Mrs. Williams. Well, thank you. What a lovely introduction. You're very welcome. I botched that shit last time, so I just wanted to make sure that I gave you, you know, the proper introduction. Well, I appreciate that. Proper intro. Like a pro. And you should be. Yeah, I've been doing this for a while. I actually came out of retirement of podcasting to do this podcast. You did, which yes. is why I'm excited about this episode. Because it, Are you? I am. <laughs> okay. Because it tells everyone where it came from, where Primitive Anomalies came from. The origins. Yes. The origins of Primitive Anomalies. Yeah. Well, um, it pretty much all started not... You know, to start off really cliche, but yes, it all started when <laughs> I was on another podcast um, and I was kind of growing tired of, you know, the different things that were going on there. Um, it was really cool at first. We we started um, doing pirate radio at first and then we got kicked off, you know, because the show was really uh, vulgar. It, you know, we were broadcasting from um, Silverstone. Oh, yeah. Over there. Yeah. And we had a pretty decent signal and people you know heard us and you know they caught wind of it and you know gave us the boot um we ended up taking it to uh internet and had a really good run like a good six year run with it Mm -hmm. um came up with a lot of different concepts uh we implemented skits and you know all kinds of stuff and um what ends up what ended up happening is you know the inevitable happens everybody starts to grow apart and um you just have creative differences yeah you started when you and i met because you had been doing it for a couple years before Uh we met and when you and i met it seemed like you were already kind of starting to make have that feeling of the creative differences and stuff i was like just leaning more toward you know, us being kind of taken serious. It's it's hard to have, to want, you know, the community to take you serious when you're constantly, like, fucking with them. Yeah, and that's not cool. You know? Yeah. You're constantly ribbing them. That was something like, that... It's always, it's like, there's a constant inside joke going on, but nobody's <laughs> in on it except one or two people. And, and you, sometimes one person. And you would always mention that, too. Yeah. So it's I'm not like, something this that is, was if new. This, if this is a gag, then... Yeah. It's not something yeah. that was randomly felt by yeah. you. Yeah. So, you know, but. It ran its course. And, um, you know, I during that time, I started kind of doing other things. I was venturing out, uh, looking at different artists. And, um, you know, because there was one thing that we did do on that show. And we, uh, we, would, we gave local artists a platform. Which you liked. Which I liked. I actually liked that part of it. You know, it was kind of my, like, part of my idea. Um, I remember, you know, mm-hmm. talking to him one day about bringing, we, we had brought artists on before. Yeah. And I was like, we should keep doing this. Because it was, I think it was like a one week thing. And I was like, no, we should keep doing this. Oh, absolutely. And then eventually it turned into, we just kept doing it. And then it, we came up with the uh, hip hop battle. Yeah. And the lion's den it ended up being called like okay (laughs) yeah it just 
it just it got hokey and, and cornball and it just took the it just took the gas out of it and then you started seeing like segments being sabotaged and just a lot of little funny shit that was just going on and then why why would I sabotage my own show? And there were a lot of people. There was a lot of people. Coming and coming going. Coming and going too. and it just it turned into what it turned into and a massive production of people. Yeah. For no reason. <laughs> Which is something you mentioned. Yeah. I said there's just so many fucking moving parts now for absolutely no reason. And we don't need all these people. They're trash. They're not funny. They bring nothing to the table. It's just someone to, it's just someone to make fun of. And someone to just make the butt of the joke. For and the sake of just one person's enjoyment, I guess. And that can get old. And that got very old really quick when you when you see it happening in different variations with different people. You know, one thing about me is like I, I get tired of sitting around talking about the dude that, you know, ate another motherfucking grown man's dick hair Ew. for the sake of entertainment. And yes, that I, and really you, happened. And yeah, that's that's a shoot. Yeah. That's a real shoot. Ugh. And a shoot is a straight shoot. Ain't no lying here. Some grown ass <laughs> man ate another nigga's pubic hair, and they sitting around celebrating it. And he, he and yeah. ha and Kiki Keen and shit like it's the thing to do. And I, and after a while, I'm I'm a grown man. I I can't sit around and do, you know, uh, jackass humor. No. At thirty some years old, you gotta mature some time. Feel me? Yeah. Where it's funny, it's funny. Like at the time, like we all we all kind of got a, got a little chuckle out of it. But then it's like I went home, like wow, somebody just really did that to themselves <laughs> for the sake of some shit they ain't ever gonna get paid for, right? <laughs> oh man, bro, you just did that for free. You just you really just watered yourself down for yeah. the sake of you know laughs. Congratulations. Mm. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I mean, it ran oh, its man. course. It ran its course. You know, it ran its course. You know, you can only, you really can only deal with so much of that. During that time, I started to kind of branch out into like video and all kinds of different, you know, other avenues. I was going to shows, looking at other artists, and you know, working with different artists, and I don't know. I found kind of like this new love for it outside of it which made me want to just do i seen what i could do away from it oh yeah you're broadening your horizons you for sure I mean? and it wasn't like there weren't any really distractions i didn't have to answer to anyone i didn't have a team right of people that were gonna just like get in the way yeah it was you, know? you. it was just me like i was on it was on my terms, and if I if I fuck up, it's on me. Right. But it's on me, and I can and I can make those decisions accordingly. So, which is why it was cool that you were getting the different types of things in your video and stuff like that. Like you were oh, featuring was, all sorts of different branching stuff. out in all kinds of different avenues. See, primitive started as an umbrella. Yeah. And a giant F you to what I was doing <laughs> at the time. Like, seriously, I had a chip on my shoulder because, you know, I was being told that I, you know, you, you can't do anything outside of this. This is, you know, we we have to do this. And I'm like. Which is bullshit. I'm like, what? 
<laughs> okay. So like I purposely started doing things on on the other side of it to like showcase my talent. Yeah. And what I was good at. I was always good at doing voiceovers and sketches and that was one thing I implemented and started doing on on that podcast. Oh yeah. Was really really good at it. You know, it was one of the it became one of the focal points of the show. Yeah, and everybody you know, wanted you to do those everybody things. Everybody wanted it. You know, when I was on, I was on. If there was something behind the scenes that was going on, though. Oh, yeah. I was useless. Yeah. Because uh, it's like your wings are being clipped. Right? No, no, no. There's a glass ceiling here. <laughs> Don't go past this. <laughs> and if you, you try, do that. And if you try, and if you try, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to make sure I bury you. How dare you? Yeah. Because, you know, it's my show. Mine. It's my show. Oh my gosh. But yeah. You know, so that was that's what that came from. Yeah. And I ended up like working with all types of different artists, painters, the set designer for the Adams family. Yeah. The original set designer for that. Which Adams is family, so cool. Which is cool. He won a daytime Emmy. Yeah. You know, for the for the television show. And you didn't even know it was gonna be like that no, either. I had no idea that what to what I was walking into, and I mm-hmm. walked into something really cool. I got to listen to this guy talk about his career and different things that he did. I got to see his art, took yeah. pictures, and did video of his art and like showcased it. Um, I went. I, I started going to different like events around town and listening to different music, searching different artists. Um, Sculptors, yeah, painters, painters, sculptors, all sorts of business owners, things. yeah, doing commercials, yep, for people, music videos, music even. videos. It was, it was, it was going, yeah, it was going. Uh, I ended up doing it, I ended up starting a podcast with a couple of guys that had recently left the show. Um, and yeah, man, that that was that was a cool experience. I had fun doing that. Yes, you I had really enjoyed doing that. It. I really enjoyed it, and it was short lived. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately, um, I was burnt out. You were, you were completely burnt out, and it was a hard decision for out. you too. I, I I did a documentary about my life story, which was good. Um, which was one of the one of the main reasons why I left the podcast. Yeah, the original one. The mm-hmm. original one. Because that was all happening all at the same right time. then. Yeah. Like it all it was just like, whoa. It, all while this is going on. Yeah. This whole thing. I was leaving that podcast. I was starting my own thing. You know, I was I, I was like severing ties with like kind of the past. Yes. Almost you were. in a way. Because there was a part of myself I was leaving there that what that I wasn't anymore. I felt there was a lot of me on that show that encompassed who I was as a person. And then this primitive anomalies was who you were becoming. Yes, who I was ultimately exactly. Going to yeah, you know, and and I had to. I almost kind of had to like I I I just not almost had to I had to. Yeah, you did. Sever ties with like, you know, old relationships and old friendships because some people only just view you as who you were when you were younger or who they know you as in that moment. And don't see growth or anything like that. And don't see growth. And at this point, I had 
started kind of like changing mm-hmm. and seeing the world differently for like the first time going through that experience. Oh, absolutely. With, you know, my father and, you know, the backstory on that real quick. I'll just give a quick uh, um, synopsis. synopsis of it. Um, in 1988, when I was four and a half years old, my dad murdered my mom. And um, I was raised by my mom's parents. Um, me and my older brother kind of really weren't told exactly what happened. We kind of had, you know, different stories kind of thrown at us as we were growing up. So I never really had a clear, like, idea of what happened. Um, when I found out he was getting out, it was like, whoa. I, I mean, I thought the dude was dead. So I, yeah, months like, before you found out he was yeah, getting out of prison, yeah. you thought he was, I was. like, I thought he was fucking. Yeah, I thought the dude was dead. I'd already fucking. Yeah, kind was, of written it off yeah, in a way. It off in a way, and <laughs> you know, I it, I found out he was getting out and was like, wow, you know, I have uh, not a responsibility to myself, mm-hmm. but yeah, to my situation as a whole to just kind of put this behind me and get the answers that that I need to move forward with my life. And and I did that. And I don't think I would have been able to do that and that at the same time. Oh, there's no way. There is no way you could have. Especially everything that was going on as far as me growing. Yes. Because it was, it was happening at an accelerate at an accelerated rate. Oh, everything was happening fast. Yeah. And and when I did the document, like the one thing about me doing the documentary, which is funny, and we've talked about this, um, I have old footage from when I was a kid and I always talked about doing the documentary. And at the end of my very first documentary, the last words out of my mouth is there will be another one. Don't worry, there will be another one. And then there was. And then there was. <laughs> Which is which so is, cool. Which is so cool because I got to I get to look at those things like and I show you and you're like, you already knew. You yeah. are like you already knew. It's like I'm in amazement because it's like you were foreshadowing what was going to happen oh, in yeah. the future. Yeah. And you totally did. And I totally did. You know, that's you're manifesting something and words have power. I'm I'm sorry, they just do. Yes. You know, I believe I do believe, you know, you can speak something into existence. So just be be careful what you say sometimes because you, you just words have power. And that know? was the first thing you did under Primitive Anomalies is your self my documentary, your documentary. My self document documentary, um, Exit Eight O Five. Yep. Yeah. And then after that. that you ended up working with someone else and a small group of people mm-hmm. on a music. Yeah. You know. Thing, which was cool too yeah yeah i did that for a little bit and then um but i mean there's there's a bunch of things that i did it did the, the ultimate demise uh-huh. of primitive came when i burnt out um and I could see because I deleted, I deleted, I deleted the 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 content, just everything that was associated with it. I kind of I needed because I was going hard. Oh man, I was going super hard, and w- and it was and I and I and it grew, and I had the numbers to prove it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Everything was there. Everything was going, you know, and then it wasn't fun anymore. 
And you looked at me one night after you got done with, with that with second the, with, podcast. With, with the podcast. And you looked at me and you said, I can't do it anymore. I said, I can't do it anymore. I'm tired and I'm worn out. I mean, I was, I mean, think about it. I'm working. Yeah. I'm coming home. Yeah. I'm doing a podcast. I'd be Sometimes like, I'm getting ready and I'm leaving. I'd be you know like, I mean, so what's going on tonight? Oh, I got to go either finish this video or I got to, you know, yeah. make sure and get everything ready for the show yeah. or the podcast. And then, or, or, or no, or I'm going to film. film, you know, you were tired, tired, you know, tried dealing with that. Yeah. It was too much. Yeah. It's like, nah. And you can only do that for so long. Exactly. And with me, like having my sleep, like having bad sleeping habits as it is, and I've had bad sleeping habits since I was a child. Um, sometimes I have chronic insomnia. So that's when I work on most of my projects because I have nothing but time. We w- we <laughs> but would- I would be up all night and I'd like be like, man, I find some time to like. For yourself. For myself, you know. And it just wasn't happening. And I burnt Yeah. Out. <laughs> you, you were like, I'm done. I was like, I'm done. I, I can't. I can't do it. I deleted the channel. I deleted all the content. And I took a seat. And you said, I will never do I a said, podcast never do ever a podcast again. podcast ever again. Because I just didn't now. feel I, well, Because I just didn't feel it. Absolutely. I just didn't feel it. I just didn't feel it. It just... It was it was fun, but it just it got to a point where I think we were all in different spaces. I yeah, in our lives definitely that affected the way we wanted to do it. We yeah. we were changing, and we didn't just want to. I don't think we wanted to go forward unless we were doing something different. Right. And that's where we had the we we had the conversation that day. I was like, "All right, guys, we gotta, yeah, we gotta do something different." I'm just I'm tired of just sitting and sitting and talking <laughs> about old stuff or I don't know. It just it just and they understood. Yeah, you know, which is the good part. Yeah, yeah, you know, and that was that was the best part about this whole experience. It it, it, it taught me a lot about life. Um, and how to do things and mm-hmm. what not to do and what yeah. and who not to do with. <laughs> um, I'll never do anything like this with 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 a friend again. I, I think that that was my, you know, because I, I I lost a friendship because of it. And a long friendship. And a long friendship. It was a twenty year plus friendship that I lost because. I I I stopped chasing the dragon. Yeah. A long time <laughs> ago and this person still feels like there's a need to compete. And I'm not in competition with anyone. I've I've kind of found peace with myself and peace with my situation and you know, he's had some pretty discouraging things to say about me over the years and we've taken shots at each other back and forth. Um which is unfortunate. But right now I'm in a I'm in a better place with it. Yes, you are. And I'm not as angry as I was before. Because you just you get to a point where you're like it's it's not really important. No. I have a lot more things going on than that. 
you're refocused on yeah. the positive thing, things. The, the things that I've been able to accomplish since then. I, I mean, the list goes the list. on and on. You know, not to sit here and just stroke my own, but no, like, but it's true. I have accomplished so much more since that, and to be told that you weren't right and things you didn't think you were gonna you do. Know what I mean, too. You no, know, yeah, like the public speaking thing. Yeah, story, I mean, who would have thought you were gonna do that? Storytellers project, um, sold out room at the Ventura Comedy Club, two hundred, uh, two hundred seat. Venue. Yep. Packed. Wall to wall people. Yeah. I didn't was... think I had no when I got there and I was one we were you know, we got there early because we had to get there to check in and whatnot. I get there and then the room starts to swell. Yeah. Little Quick. by little everyone's there. Yeah. And I'm like, man, man, um, this is <laughs> Ooh, what is going on here? Buddy? It really is sold out, <laughs> and there's really 200 people here. Out, and there's 200 people here. Yeah, it was what, crazy. What the fuck, bro? And I'm like, all right, I guess, I guess you you've already signed up for it. <laughs> it's 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 gone. It's it's there. You know, I I told them my story about what happened with my family and my upbringing, and got a standing ovation. Yes, you did. I mean, and. It's one of the highlights of my life because I'm a very awkward person. I'm not very outgoing. I'm I'm an introvert. Um, I'm a, I'm kind of a, a a recluse, if if you would if if, if you will. Yes. <laughs> very much so. Yeah, very much so. That, but there's nothing that, wrong with that. No, there's not. You know, I just it is what it is. But to for me to step outside of my box for a little bit and do something that was one on my bucket list and two, you know, one of my biggest achievements as far as personal achievements, because, you know, it's, it's hard to talk about yourself and your situation like that. With a bunch of eyes just staring staring at you, you, burning a hole through you. And I, and not only did I do it, but you know, it, it, it it inspired me to go on and do other things and, you know, want to get back into, you know, helping people understand that, you know, you can have things wrong with you and things can happen to you growing up. But, you know, as long as you understand that you're not your mental illness, you're not your past and you are not what everyone tells you that you are. Exactly. You can still put your best foot forward and prove everyone wrong. And you did. And I did. And I will continue to do it. Absolutely. And that's one of the biggest reasons why I came back to podcasting. I know. Because there's so much that I have, I feel, that I can offer. Because my, my, my biggest thing is not to tell anyone what to do or no. how to do it. I want to tell them what worked for me and how I did things and how I changed the way I, my approach. And maybe they can take something from that. And then I'll get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> No, no more, no less. That's what you always say, too. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's always what you say. Yeah. Like, that's, that's not your intention to tell someone to do. Yeah, that's it's it. It's to just, you know, say what happened with you and what you went through and how you handled it. And... Exactly. Exactly. And then when you yeah. said, when we were having a conversation, you were like, hey, let's do a podcast. We both were... 
we were talking and I was like, do you realize how many interesting conversations that we have that if you just stuck a mic in front of us and we forgot that the mics were on yeah. would be really interesting conversations. And we do. And we do have very interesting com- uh, com- conversations. Sorry. That awkwardness. That awkwardness. <laughs> Stuttering and shit. <laughs> um, but but our, yeah, it, it our, works, though. It works, though. You know, we, we talk... Like, that's one of the foundations of our relationship was, you know, us talking. Yes. And having conversations. So... I was like, hey, what would you think of us doing a podcast? And you looked at me like, what the fuck? You said you never wanted to go near podcasting again. I did. And I was just like, yeah, because, you know, it's like it awakens my ego. And like, I'm, I, I turn into a monster and shit. And I just, I just, I just want to win. He just you know takes I mean? care of business. That's yeah. what happens. I just, I, I'm, I'm very, I'm a very competitive guy by nature. And, you know. I, I feel like I have a lot to offer as like as as a unit, me and you do. You. Well, thank you. No, I'm. That's why I'm like me yeah. and you, not yeah. just me. Like we both have a lot to offer. I think as so. As far as like what we've been through, and you know, not telling people what to do, but like how we've overcome some things in our lives, and how we deal with our day to day struggles. And that's something different that I don't see a lot of couples doing. Right. And openly and, and honestly. Openly. And talking about some, you know, <laughs> some pretty, some pretty obscure things that yeah. a lot of couples don't discuss out in the open. Right. Like, taboo, if you know. <laughs> so, and that's what, you know, my goal is to kind of you know, do that. And what better person to do it with than your, than your partner in crime. So... Now that the mushy shit is out of the way, <laughs> that is our time for today. And that was the origins of Primitive Anomalies. And I have gotten through this episode in 20 minutes. So six minutes. Good job. And I can dig it because four hours is just too much to ask anybody. Yes. And yes, that was a shot. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said... We bid you adieu. Join us next week when we'll be talking about something different. And until then, I am your host, Mr. Williams. And I am Mrs. Williams. And we're out.